Welcome back to the Trapsess Podcast. We're your hosts, Kim and Aaron. We are healthcare travelers and the creators of Trapsess. Trapsess provides on-the-clock, off-the-clock resources for healthcare travelers. On-the-clock being this podcast and our amazing course for travelers called Traveler School. And off-the-clock being Trapsess Adventures, where we plan, host, and lead adventure trips all around the globe with amazing, like-minded healthcare workers and travelers. Doc? Let's go. Also, your breast stinks. Does it? I, <laughs> I was like, I just, I'm sitting here and I just like opened up like, it's not me, dude. my legs were, my socks were like really close to my nose and I was like, it smells, you know what it smells like? Chocolate. I had a Kit Kat. I knew it! I had a small little Kit Kat. You mother humper. You, it smells like rotten chocolate. And Fun. I keep getting whiffs of it. Yeah, I had a little kick You had a little chocolate and didn't bring a mother home any? Yeah, sorry. Was I there had... more? No. Oh. All right, well, I'm having a sugar tooth. And sorry, I buddy. Loved a little Where, where's chocolate. your little cups? I've already gotten into some today. Oh, okay. That's my newest thing I, I've been buying. Cause, so I've been buying bags of chocolate chips. And having a little like Ziploc bag at night because you can have like 70 of them and it's like, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can have like 50 or something and it's like 70 calories. I get the dark chocolate one. So it feels indulgent. Like you get to have a lot. Well, and, and you get to, so there's so little, it's like handfuls. So you just feel like you're just. You get like a lot, yeah. right? And so it feels, and it like helps curve the sweet tooth and it's dark chocolate. So I feel like it's healthier. So it's something that I've been like getting into almost every night. And then I don't know, today I just had like a crazy, like I just want truffles. I want Chick-fil-A. And so I broke into the chocolate chips earlier and I kept going back for like, I'll just have a couple more handfuls. I'll just have a couple more. And now there's like none left. Awesome. There's enough for me later, but okay, you've already had your chocolate. Yep chocolate bread i did all right so welcome back to the podcast we are recording it is wednesday night and it is aaron just got home from his third day of working <laughs> his new contract mm -hmm. and just like every first week i am fucking shittered i know yeah it's i feel like i don't know do you feel like this is like Working a contract, especially 10 hours, like you're always tired at the end of the day. You're, it's long days. Our jobs are like super like on, like physically, mentally, especially you, you have to wear lead. Like it's, you're standing for eight hour cases. Like it's a lot. But do you feel like your first week or two, you're always more zombie-like and 100%. then you start to like become normal? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think, you know, I also have been, well, for, for two days, I had been walking to work. I woke up this morning and it was 31 degrees and I just, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't get going. Like there's no way I'm going to walk a mile. It's a 1.1 miles to work. Um, and I just, it was windy and I was like, nope, um, I'm driving. I knew that wasn't going to last long. Like, I mean, I, I wanted I it to. Because you were like, yeah, I'm going to like walk to work every day, which again, like in theory, it's a great way to start your day. You're walking, you're listening to a book. But like, I'm like, dude, it's going to be winter in West Virginia. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy probably at times. Like, I, I don't feel like you're really going to walk every day. Like, no, like no matter what, like rain, shine, snow, like I'm out there. Like, with my I wanted to because I'm in a I'm in a health kick where I want to and like want to lose weight, want to get myself to where I'm being active as much as possible. Uh, watching that blue zone on Netflix, like seeing how most of the blue zones were in places where people didn't have cars and they could, they walked all the time and they were super active. So I was like, dude, what a better way. It's 1.1 miles. It's a beautiful walk. There's, it's unobstructed. I'm not crossing streets. Like there's a pedestrian bridge. It's like, it's perfect. So I'll walk and I'll get a mile in before I work. I'll work all day and then I'll get a mile home. And it has been nice throw on my headphones and even at like 40 degrees it was cool but it was great but this morning uh it was just so frigidly cold that i could not get myself to move 
Well, and also when you aren't, when you're walking, you have to leave like 40 minutes earlier, mm -hmm. where if you're driving, you could leave like 10. So it's like you get that extra little bit of sleep. So I feel like this will now become a pattern. Well, and that's what I didn't want. I didn't uh, yeah, want it to be a pattern because it is very easy. It's an extra 30 minutes of sleep, which is almost like your naps, you know? My naps? Yeah, you take like 20 to 30 minute naps yeah. and you're like refreshed. So... Yeah, but that, that naps are different than just like. I understand they are, asleep. but I'm saying yeah. like an extra 30 minutes is an extra 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because now you've done it, so I feel like we'll see how it goes. I mean. Well, and I also have to put on a whole bunch of clothes to then walk a mile and then take off those clothes, change into my scrubs, change out of my scrubs, put on all those clothes again, and it's just so much easier being just whip on some shorts you're in and out but Show like that's gonna go. take even more time which then means i need to leave a little earlier yeah than i already do so i could get there and be changed and ready to go by seven yeah well if you're not gonna walk to work you definitely need to join like orange area or something and at least do like two days a week there so you're getting some sort of like physical activity no i agree and i think what we were talking about originally just i i do feel if i can think back on patterns the first week like right now, like my feet hurt, my my rib cartilage from like wearing the lead all day is hurting. Now, granted, I don't have the best lead because I always get like hand-me-down leads that I got to go find. So I was literally looking up InFab on my way out saying, I'm just going to buy myself a lead apron, um, one that fits me, that feels good because it's just starting to become burdensome. Like I'm sore. It's not like hurting me. I'm just like sore. Yeah. And then at night I come home, we have dinner and... There's no more soreness. I put my feet up. I don't know how you guys wear lead. Like, I just can't even imagine wearing... Because not only are you wearing, like, 10 pounds or something, however much it is, but you're standing. Like, with ultrasound, like, we sit, we scan our patients. Now, granted, that's also hard on the body with, like, different oh, positions yeah. and, and your portables. Your wrists and shoulders and, and your... Yeah. And all that, Next. but, but we're, our patients are, you know, 20 minutes or, you know, less or 30 minutes, depending on what it is. So we're not like standing up on our feet for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours wearing lead. Like it's just so physically. Well, not draining. only are we standing in lead in order to get sterile and have everything done, your lead has to be on. So you can't do a lot of stuff then go put on your lead then get the yeah. tray then so it's like you're wearing it way before you're wearing it after and you know you got to be conscious of it but you get in the groove and you get docs that want to go 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 so you're just in it and sometimes you're in it even in between the case to then set up another case and yeah so it's a lot it is so we started talking about like first days um because you know we've been traveling for 11 years obviously we've had like so many first days and so we because like the night before Aaron was going in I was like okay you know because you he's been off for nine months and I was like are you going to bring that up are you going to mention that and because like obviously you're we're always nervous right you're going into a new assignment it doesn't matter like you're always nervous until you get to that other side. Like it's more of the anticipation because you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know who's there. You don't know what the vibe is. You just know nothing. And it's like once, it's like once I get in there and get a feel for it, it's like, oh, okay, you find your groove and you kind of like, it's not, but walking in, there's always so many nerves. So with you being off for nine months, I feel like you feel a little bit more rusty. There's more nerves there because you haven't actually been in the field you know, doing IR for nine months. So it like things that normally come second nature that you don't even have to think about when you're just in the groove, you kind of have to process more. So, or like go through the motions of it. And so I asked you like, are you going to tell them that you've been off for that long just to kind of like, so that they know like, Hey, I'm feeling a little rusty, but like I'll click back in super fast and you know, whatever. Or are you just not going to say anything? And you were like, Oh no, I'm not going to like, say anything and there's no point to well so that's what was funny because I'm like I've been off for you know a year before 
and I've taken months off at a time, like me having long stretches of time off, like in the last five years, like since we've been like building our business has be is my normal. And so I feel like for me, when I start a new contract, I'm always like, I want to go in and let them know, right? Like my personality is so different. Like I'm like, I want them to know that like I've been off, like, and I always do it in like a fun way. Like, you know, I, I've been, <laughs> I've been off nine months. <laughs> no, I'm not like walking like, hi, I'm Kim. I've been off for a year. You know, like I'm super rusty. Like I know I'm cool, babe. Like okay. I'm cool. I play it cool. But like, I like, I feel comfortable when I can work that into a conversation of like, um, yeah, like I've been off for the past year, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I haven't like actually scanned a patient and and just, it's almost like I like to set the bar low that they're like, oh, she hasn't scanned in a year. Everyone knows what that feels like when you haven't like been in your profession for a year. Of course, I feel like you're going to be a little bit rusty in the beginning, no matter what you do, right? Like it's just part of it. And so I feel like I like to set the bar low. So like, oh, okay, cool. Like she's going to warm up and then whatever. And then like once I get a couple scans under my belt, I'm like, oh, I fucking got this. Like... And then I almost like them to be like worried. And then they're like, oh, wait, she's awesome. But I, I don't want them to have, does that make sense? I almost want to have like lower expectations no, it and does, then blow them away with my skills. I don't know why I've never done this with you, but I've always wanted to. And I don't know, this is like the perfect time to, okay? You are nervous and feel as if you want to tell people you've been off for a long time. So let's follow through my 10, my famous 10 steps of why. So I like pretty much any problem I ever solve, a little backstory here. I learned it in a leadership class a long time ago and I thought it was the most amazing thing and I pretty much put it to the test naturally all the time now, just personally. And if there's an issue, I always try to do 10 steps of why. And if you get to all the way through 10 steps of 10 whys, then you really do have a problem. But most likely you figure it out by the time it's the fourth one and so or the fifth one or whatever. So why do you feel like you need to tell them? Well, and also can I just say You're not following instructions. But fine, go ahead. I'll say go it. ahead. Go ahead. That first of all, it's part of my personality. Like I Are you answering the and, first one? No, why, we're gonna or? circle back to the okay. why. But it's part of my personality where like I'm an over preparer and over planner. Like that's how I feel my most confident is like I'll be watching YouTube videos and like relearning things, whether I'm going back into work or we're doing a talk or we're doing a live. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like I've always been like that. I'm an over preparer because I feel so confident when I feel like I like know as much as I possibly can. And then I show up where you're almost like the opposite. I feel like you're kind of more of like a winger. You're kind of like, oh, I'll figure it out. You know, once I, once we get there, like I can kind of shoot from the hip or I can kind of like improvise when I need to. And I don't feel like that's a skill of mine. I feel like you're very good on the fly. Like you have a lot of wits about you and you're like super street smart and you can kind of like finagle and figure things out where I'm more like that's harder for me. And so I just like to be over prepared in everything that I do so I can rely on that because I don't really like to kind of improvise and, and figure things out on the fly. I don't feel like that's a strength of mine. So I feel like we're so different in that way, which when we did the human design this weekend, they reiterated that that is the fabric of, of how I was built. And so it kind of made me feel better of like, that's just how you are. There's nothing right or wrong about it. Like, there's nothing right or wrong about what I'm trying to do with the why. I know the answer. No, no, no. I just thought that was an I was just thought that was an interesting kind of like how we can be so different in that way of how we approach how we show up for anything that we do. That you're no, more of a winger and I'm more of like an over planner, over prepare where you're like, dude, like it's okay, like just chill. And I'm like, I can't. Like I need to know every single thing like the back of my hand, like even our talks that we would do at TravCon, I would have them like memorized. And so would I. No, I know. I just feel like you're so much better at just like, like on the fly, on the fly thinking. No, totally. I'm very improv. Like I can just kind of go with it and see where it goes. But I also think 
that comes from a knowledge. Like, if I don't have any knowledge of anything, like, there's no way I can improv. I, like, freeze. And I think that's getting me into what I was wanting to do here. But, like, so why do you feel like you need to over-prepare and tell them? Because that's how I feel confident. Why? Oh, to tell them, you mean? Why? Because I feel like I just feel more relaxed when people, like, going on my first day with them knowing that it's been a hot minute since I've picked up a transducer and scanned a patient. Why? Because I feel like if I've been a sonographer for 16 years and like I've been off for a year and people don't know that and then they're like, oh, like she's taking a long time on this case or she's, you know, whatever. Like you feel like, oh, she should just know this or she should be faster. She do this where honestly, I'm just trying to get my bearings for the first couple of patients and like regain my confidence and my flow of how I work as a sonographer. So it's almost like I feel more relaxed when they know that because then they're like, cool, like she's got this. She's just like getting her bearings back and then we're good to go. Boom. We got it in two. What do you mean? We got it in two. So it has, yes, you want to be prepared and you prepare so that that time isn't um, longer. But if you look at our jobs and the difference, you literally walk in, you're like, hey, I'm Kim, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to work. They get a requisition. And they're like, go. You go into that room by yourself and you don't come out until your case is done. And so then therefore other people are like spitting out exams. They might've done two and three by the time you're still in there. And then that starts to get people wondering, what is she doing in there? Yeah, she's slow. Right? She's slow. Yeah. Is this how things are going to be? That yeah. is your job, right? That's how your modality works. So therefore, if that was the case, I would be freaking out. But the way that I work, I get to go in. I have technologists and nurses in the room. And I also work with a doctor. And every single physician does the same case completely different. So there's this leeway of like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do it? And so they're like, oh, I like to go needle scalpel wire, like blah, blah, blah. And like the minute that happens, I'm like, okay, done. Like I know how they're going to do it. So I already know how to set up the trays. That's like my norm. I I know every case that we're going to do in IR. I've put in enough time and worked at some, the biggest places around the country that I've really developed my skills enough that it's not about cases and it's not about supplies. It's literally, I know the progressions that are going to happen no matter where we are. And then it's just about learning the doc. And so therefore I have that leeway where I don't need to tell them that I've been off nine months because it's not about me being slow because I work with a doc. So that has nothing to do with it. I just have to keep up with that doctor and I can already do that for my skills. But you have to go into a room and close the door and people sit and wonder, what is she doing back there? Yeah. It's like, ma, meatloaf, now, fuck. Like, yeah. what is she doing? Is this like... What traveler did we hire? Yeah. And then it's like, so yes, I understand why you need to out front say, hey, it's been a little bit. I'm going to get my bearings. Like if I take a little bit longer, I'm usually really fast. Yeah. Right. That That is a way to break the ice. I don't have to do that. So it almost seems weird when I'm like, I've been off nine months. Like, well, and I, and I want to like put out there too, like I'm not fucking weird or like awkward about it. Like, hey guys, like, you know, I've been off for a while. Like. <laughs> I'm like in a com if it comes a crackhead. like yeah like I'm not like like lurking in the corners like just waiting for someone to look at me so like I can tell them or like writing notes and like leaving it on the keyboards or people like I'm if it comes up in a conversation which usually when we're talking we're getting to know each other like it does where was your last contract yeah and so I do like to get one once that's out and I kind of talk to them and like they're like oh yeah totally like we get it whatever like you're cool also I'm like really cool and like people tend to like me I'm friendly I'm fun and I am a good sonographer so like I feel like it you know like if I, if I wasn't or something and, and like you said that and then like you go in like you just the whole contract you're just slow and like not good like that's different but I feel like once they know I feel more relaxed and then after my first couple scans especially after my first couple of days I'm like ready to go and they're like oh yeah like she's great you know what I mean right but yeah I think I don't I think I don't know what we were getting out there but it was just I think the way that we approach the first day, but that makes sense. Like the way that our jobs are, Correct. are different. Yeah. 
But yes, it does play into, like you were saying when we did our human design, it is funny to read that and see that you are a knowledge-based person where you need all the knowledge where my human design was not that. It's more go with the flow, chill, like pick it up as I go, figure it out on my feet, like type of person. And so if you don't know, if you know, human design is uh, it's an app that you can get. We watched the podcast, uh, the creator of it, um, of that specific one was on Lewis Howe's School of Greatness podcast and we watched it and it was funny because Kim and I actually did that same app. I had it on my phone um, and we did our chart uh, in New York and I remember reading it and not really having anything stick. Like it was just kind of like, oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But then we watched the podcast and we redid it and we literally took what, four and a half hours? It was on, like six hours. Six on hours Sunday. on Sunday just and just reading. read every single thing and compared it and went back and forth because it breaks down like who you are as a human um and then like your skills like where you feel like uh, you know your gift so and then your you, gifts and then there's a whole bunch of stuff it's but like it's really your cool soul design yeah like and it, it it gives you insight into like who you are how you're made up like your soul design what you're here to do and it was really eye-opening because a lot of and a lot of the things like really resonated and like your gifts and your strengths and how you go about things and it really makes sense especially like with a couple like understanding each other better of just like hey like I'm wired like this or this is like how I process things or how I do things that we can then not try to change anything about each other but understand that it's just kind of the way that we are and like we can learn to understand one another better and ourselves and like we don't try to waste time trying to fix things about ourselves it's like embrace the gifts that you have and who you already are and then take all of that and like show up as your highest self and use the gifts that you have to yeah. Do the damn thing. But I still always said that that's a gray area of just like, <clears throat> if I was an asshole all the time, like I couldn't be like, it's my human design. You yeah, know? but that's not like, what the human design I, says. I, I, so that's like I such know. a ridiculous <laughs> statement because the human design's not like you're a fuck face. Like, right, but you could narrate it as like, see, that's why I do that. But like... No. No? No. Because that's like... Obviously, there's always things that we want to work on, right? Like with ourselves, especially like for our own personal growth, but also for a relationship, right? And like there's things that are just innately who you are and who I am, but like that that like you're not ever going to change, but also there are things that if you're if you're walking around and you're, you, you're an asshole all the time, what does that even mean? Like, there's so many ways you can be an asshole, but like, if you're just like always snapping at me or you're always like impatient or you're always like coming at me and like, a net, and like the way you speak to me with your tone, if like you were always doing that, like, and that was something you were not like willing to work on, that's like, that's not something you're like, well, that's just my human design. Like, that doesn't even, no, that doesn't true. even track. Like, that no, doesn't true. even make sense. Whoa. What are you doing there, love? Have an itch. Well, you know what I mean? mean? No, I get it. And I, I think that was the coolest thing is like the human design is actually a deeper level of stuff. Like one of the things I thought was interesting was I was a non-emotional and like that's something that Kim and I actually always talk about. And it was cool learning that because it basically means that I am neutral to the environment until somebody else comes in and I can pick up energies and I'm kind of mold off of that energy in the room and that is my emotion like if basically if i'm sitting here in the morning i've had breakfast and i'm in a great mood and kim walks out and all of a sudden i feel frustrated and angry and i have no idea why most likely it's because she's off like she's in a bad mood or woke up feeling sad or whatever it is and now my mood has become that and that was kind of interesting because I've felt that before of just like I was in a great mood like I don't understand and you're just like feeling down or sad or something and it just kind of morphs into that and I think hearing that was like interesting well and you pick up oh like especially like on our group trips like Mm. you pick up so much energy from people and it can be really draining for you Mm -hmm. where 
like I feel like I pick up on people's energies too and I'm really good at kind of like reading people or like feeling where people are at and I can like pick that up too which is something that we like you don't want to do like you want to observe but you never want to like take on other people's stuff like Mm. if I'm in a bad mood like being there for me but like being like what's up do you want to talk do you need alone time but like not taking that on for yourself right mm-hmm. which is something which is really powerful mm-hmm. to learn especially in our groups what did they say it was the biggest it was on the podcast she said uh, non-emotionals have to learn how to observe and not absorb observe yeah and that observe was like really eye-opening yeah. to me and so that's like okay like i can do that that's i get that yeah and i'm like which is weird because mine came up non-emotional too. No, but when she was describing it, I was like, that's you. I am so, emo- like, I'm a very emotional person. Like, not in, like, a, like... Balling your eyes All out. over the... Yeah, yeah, I just mean, like, I feel emotions a lot. And... and yeah. And... But my chart is non-emotional, but that also... So I'm like an emotional, non-emotional, but I also pick up on people's energies very easily. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not careful, I can like take that kind of stuff on. So well, it was when she sure. described it of like, it can be the same scenario, same situation. Nothing has changed. The same temperature, the same weather. You wake up in the bed, you had good sleep and you just feel sad that day. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that, that's, no what, rhyme or that's just... what resonated with me as like, oh, you're an emotional. Yeah. But there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I gotta put my hair up. You're banging the microphone. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, chin. sorry, sorry. Um, anyways, side note, but go check out the the human design if you're interested in that kind of stuff. It's just based on where you were born and the time and all of that. And it's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of great insight you can take away from that. Yeah, and they um, have daily stuff too for your specific oh the app yeah 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 the app is really cool Mm -hmm. it gives you there's like different meditations and like positive like morning listens and yeah there's all kinds of good stuff um okay circling back to first days Mm. what is your like most awkward or weirdest first day you've ever had hmm i don't think i've had awkward first days Really? No. I think I've had really good first days. I've had... I've gone in and worked with, like, bad physicians, but I haven't had, like, bad first days. That was, like, the entire contract. So you, know? you haven't ever had, like, an, just an awkward... I Okay, I've had one. Do you want to hear mine while you think? Yeah. I, yeah, I find it hard to believe you've never had, like, just an awkwardy kind of first day. No. Interesting. I really haven't. I mean, I'm thinking of every contract. And, like, I have never had an awkward, bad first day. Okay. Well, mine, I'm trying to think of, like, all of them. But this is the one that just, like, stands out. But it was so, I felt so uncomfortable, like... I got, like, they came, I was sitting out, like, in the front, you know, area, like, waiting for someone to come get me. One of the sonographers comes out, gets me, and basically is like, hey, like, just sit over there for now. And, like, usually it's like, hey, I'm, you know, and, like, she didn't introduce herself, but usually it's like, you have someone, you're kind of with them, they're going to show you around. Usually it's like a manager. The manager ended up being off that day, like, something happened. So she was, like, the lead and the lead sonographer, but... Like, didn't show me around, nothing. So she's like, just kind of sit there. And then I was like, okay. And so I was just, like, sitting there. And, like, the the group of girls was, like, talking. But, like, like I wasn't there. Like, they weren't. Usually it's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like, what's your name? Like, welcome. Like, that's always been my experience. Like, welcoming. They want to know, like, all the things about you. Like, they're interested in whatever. Like, it's always been easy. And I was, like, sitting there, and they were all just, like, talking amongst themselves. And then I found found myself being so awkward. And, like, like they were talking about call or something. And, like, I would try to, like, ask a question, like, like pertaining to the conversation. Like, oh, like, how often do you guys take call? Like, I was, like, trying to get in there. And it was so uncomfortable because, like, oh, like, you know couple times a week whatever and then they would just like get back to their conversation it was like I felt I was like crawling in my skin because I'm like this is they're not even like acknowledging me like what am I supposed to do I'm just and then it's like what do you do with your hands like 
and I didn't want to take out my phone. I, and I was like sitting there with like my lunchbox and my bag. Like no one even said like, hey, put your stuff down here. Let me show you the break room. It was the most uncomfortable, awkward experience I've ever had in my life. It was so poorly done. Like it, it was, there was a, so come to find out later, I, I found out there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes there that was like cause and I just kind of had to walk into it and it was just nothing to do with me I just kind of like wrong place at the wrong time because I ended up like loving that contract and all the girls and it was great and I even told them like I'm like when my first day I was so uncomfortable like you guys were such assholes and so standoffish and I like remember that made me feel so cold yeah I told I told you about it I think well, I'm sure. But I just remember being so, I felt so awkward. And then one of the, another girl ended up coming in that found out was kind of what was causing all this drama within the group, blah, blah, blah. But she like came in and introduced herself. Hey, like, let me show you where to put your stuff. Like she actually like took me under her wing with like showed me all the rooms, like got me going. And I'm like, thank God for you. Like, cause it was so uncomfortable, but um, luckily like that didn't last long and I warm up to people pretty quickly. So like it all was well, but I just always remember that. And so now for me, anytime somebody like comes into the department, that's like a student or somebody new, or I always go out of my way to like, try to make them feel welcome. Like, Hey, I'm Kim. Like, what's your name? Blah, blah. Like, I just feel like that's so important like always making people feel welcome i try to do that everywhere we go because i never want anyone to feel like you're just sitting there awkwardly and nobody's paying attention to you and you're just like what do i do like what do i do and you're like trying to jump in a conversation and no one gives a fuck and it's like they're like rolling their eyes like hmm, who's this like i never want no. anyone to feel like that no i've yeah. never had any of them Thanks. i mean even through your story really right. uh-uh no. Well, I hope you never do. I hope I never do either. I hope I never do either. So that's a well, shot. Well, hopefully you'll be having a first day here soon. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Aaron came home from work and he's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm like, here we go with the drama. It's always drama. And I'm like, well, obviously I want the bad news first because then at least you can tell me something good, you know? And so I was like, okay, the bad news. And he was like, well, I don't know when it's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. Like, tell me. He's like, the good news or the bad news? And I'm like, the bad news. I said the bad news. Like, tell me right now. And you're like, but I don't know when it's going to happen. Like, you and your, like, playing your games. And I'm like, he's like, do you want the good news? And so finally I was just like, yes. Okay, I want the good. Oh, wait, because what did you say? The oh the bad that's what you said. The bad news is I don't know when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll bite. So then, what's the good news? And so you said that uh, they are they might have a job for me at the yeah. hospital, which is what we wanted. Well, it's funny really because going into this, even in the interview, it was warned that. Um, everybody has a tough time with this doctor and I'm like those are usually end up being my favorite doctors to work with because they're very good at what they do they're meticulous they're detailed and they just want people to keep up with them and I I appreciate that and I go out of my way and it keeps me on my toes I love docs like that that's like my favorite as long as they're good and they're consistent like that's my only thing right if you're just a complete asshole like some of them are get to the point so anyway, just, you can circle back, but like, so anyway, going- I'm, I'm literally talking to my lead and I'm saying, Hey, like if they need ultrasound, like for real, like Kim's ready to go. Like, so I keep pushing it and I keep talking. And then my, the tech that I work with, his wife's a sonographer and he's an IR oh, really? tech. Yeah. Who? I told you that no, Kevin you- and his wife is a, she works at the breast oh, center. Oh, the breast center. Yeah. She used to work at the main hospital. And so she went to the breast center and it's like the Taj Mahal. It's like brand new. Oh, blah nice. blah blah and I was like that's funny because Kim's sister and her friends all work at the breast center yeah um and she so said scanning scanning boobies are hard and all the clocks you know the times and the 
well, you know, finding the nodules based off the mammograms and the... It's, yeah, it's like a specialized thing. Like yeah. if you're going to do breast, you should only do breast. Yeah. And so basically um, the doc that I had been talking to, I she asked what you were doing and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking and she was like, why didn't they offer a contract? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, they're completely short here and they need help. And like... There's only like four of them and they're running around. They're always busy. They, you know, it's like one of them takes off and it's like they're backed up and like they could really use help. There's actually like positions posted and nobody is filling them. And like, why don't you turn one of those into a traveler position? And at least it can bridge the gap until you bring somebody in. And especially because you have one here. Like, so um, anyway, we were doing a case today, the last case of the day. And she said... I think it's crazy that both of you are IR and you both have ultrasound wives. And I was like, yeah, it's nuts. And so, um, and then she was like, oh, by the way, I actually went and talked to administration today. And I said, Aaron and IR, who we just brought on as a traveler, his wife's a sonographer and she's there and ready to work and you guys need help. And they were like, I guess there was like some mumbo jumbo back and forth. And she was like, if you offer it to her, then they'll stay longer. Like, so then we can have yeah. people here. And then they're like, how can we make them stay forever? And she's like, well, that's not going to happen. So why don't you just figure out how to deal with your problem now while they're here? And like, and then she ended the conversation. So then I was like, well, at least that was a radiologist. a The head of radiology going to administration and saying something comes a lot farther than just the text and my lead, right? right? Who has nothing to do with ultrasound. So, Which is awesome because if... If, yeah, I, I, I kept having a feeling, like I just had that feeling like something was gonna come up for me. And, you know, obviously we both work, we make a lot of money and that's kind of where our heads at are right now, even though with both of us working, it's hard for everything else. So I'm like, well, at least I can use these 10 weeks to like really kind of build this foundation for all these Trav says things so that mm -hmm. when we get back from Bali, then we can both take a contract. But like a lot of the hard work will be like, we'll get a lot of this stuff done for the year now. Mm -hmm. But I kept feeling like something's going to pop up. Something's going to pop up. Something's going to pop up. Like it was just like this feeling I had. And then you came home and said that. And I was like, yeah, like a hundred percent. I feel it. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I mean, I would love that. And like I said, you know, who knows what, what comes of it but at least it's the seeds have been planted the seeds have been planted and it came from a very powerful person who has a lot of pull yeah and so i do think that with that being said there's there's a lot bigger of a chance now granted it wasn't like we need to make this happen by like now yeah it was just you know but seed. you know and also we are leaving in january january 6th so then i don't i don't know what they think because we haven't actually talked about it that we're leaving for Bali and we'll be back in a month. I mean, I haven't even shared that yet. But the fact is, is there's two IR positions that they're trying to even get and they can't get anybody. Yeah. So they still need people. Right. Even if they brought on another traveler, they'd still need me. Exactly. And they so, loves me. Right. Seeds have been planted, which is really positive. And yeah, I mean, the scary doctor that everyone's like oh she's scary like of course like you get along with so well like for instance like, they had to do a biliary tube today and i guess everybody in x-ray refused to do it because she was doing it and i literally was like give me the damn syringes i'll go over there and do it like i'll do the case like it's crazy like we have two cases coming in it's the end of the day we want to get these done and like kevin was like dude they they actually don't want to do it because it, it's her and they're scared and wow. i'm like of what like, of what? Yeah. Like, on a but, scale of what I've dealt with, from a 1 to 10, she's actually one of my favorite IR docs I've course. ever worked with. I feel like that always, that always, but it's like you have to look at the, the scale, right? The perspective, because, you know, these guys have only worked at this hospital. Like, they don't really know any other doctor. So, for them, they're like, oh, my God. Like, she's, you know, super specific, and she's like a ball buster. She's and like she's, Kazruni. Yeah, that's who I'm in. Like when you talk about her, like I see her face and I'm sure she doesn't look like her, but like that's just who I'm envisioning. And so like, which Dr. Kaiser was a doctor we worked with and 
Baptist when we were full time. And like, she was like, quote unquote, the scary doctor. Cause she even worked in ultrasound. Like you just knew she was no business or all no business, bullshit, like yeah. no bullshit. Like she was like to the point quick. And like you, like you didn't feel relaxed with her, but like you loved her. Like, I feel like you just get along with like female doctors too. And that type of personality, mm-hmm. like you work really well with. And so, but I'm saying like the scale of like the docs you've worked with that have literally like screamed at you and told you to like go stand in corners and like, like, like mumbo jumbo and like yell in your face and like spit on you. Like tipping over trays. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so compared to that, like, so that's your perspective and experience. You have that to like compare. You're like, oh my God, she's like a walk in the park, like a freaking dream team over here. But these guys don't know anything different. You know, yeah. So they don't have anything to compare it to. No, I was I was telling a story today to Kevin that it was like one of my first weeks, and every time we pull a glide wire, it always comes with a torque vice because it's like a hydrophilic. It's like basically trying to twist a spaghetti noodle that's wet. Like it's hard to grab. So we have these devices that you screw on that allows you to twist the wires and not lose them. And so anytime somebody orders a glide wire you always just say, and can you drop a torque? And so he asked for a glide wire and being my first week and first couple cases with him, I was like, uh, can you grab a torque? And he was like, who needs a torque? He was like, do you need a torque? And I was like, no, sir. I just figured that glide torque, like just be on it in case you needed it. And he was like, torque vices are for sissies. And I was, he was like, are you calling me a sissy? Oh my God. And I was like, no sir and he was like do i look like a new doc that needs training wheels and i was like nope i was like listen man like i don't know what you're doing here but that's just the run of the mill on everywhere else i've been and i am sorry if that offended you like but it's just like are you fucking kidding me like for what in front of everybody right so it's like the whole room the patient's on the table yeah just to make you look like right and it's like so is that how you like establish yourself like your power in the room like by making you feel like an idiot like well totally and it's like on top of that like are you making me look like an idiot because 99 out of 100 ir docs are gonna ask for a torque yeah Like, it's not that bad. Well, and also, like, when you're an asshole to people like that and you call people out and try to make them look like an idiot in front of people, like, everyone looks at you like you're an asshole. Like, nobody looks at the person that they're trying to make look like an idiot as an idiot. They look at the other person as, like, what a dick. Like, with, like, I feel like they try to, like, flex their power and, like, yeah, I just... Some some of the situations you've been in and, like, with the docs you've worked in have just been absolutely horrible and I would have just been crying in the bathroom the whole time. Like, I don't know how you guys deal with that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, she also, uh, the doc today I was working and she, um, she was, she does everything herself and I'm not used to that. And so I also am confident enough in myself to make little jabs in there, like funny little jabs. And so the first port we did, she told me to turn the dressing and then the dressing didn't cover And she was like, oh, and then I pulled something off of the dressing to put like a chevron on and like do it. And she was like, did that come off of that dressing? And I was like, yeah, it's how you add a little extra on the side, which if you do, you don't need another dressing and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I should have let you do it. And I was like, yeah, dressings are kind of my thing. Um, And she's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, you know, they're all new techs here, so I'm not used to it or whatever. And I was like, no, it's cool. And she's like, I'll let you do dressings from here on out. So then the next case we do we're doing it and she was like I like a band-aid on the top and I was like okay cool thinking she was just telling me that she comes over grabs a band-aid and puts it on and I was like man that's the best band-aid placement I've ever seen in my life and she was like why and I was like I mean just the way you put it on there blah 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 and like she realized that I was like messing with her and she's like why are you messing with me and I was like well because you told me that you were gonna let me put on the dressing but you can't stand yourself enough to have to come over and do it yourself. And I was like, so that Band-Aid made you feel like you did something. She was like, shut up. And like turned around and like walked away. So she can go back and forth. She's not like a complete asshole. And that's what I'm saying. Like she likes things done a certain way, but you can also give it back to her and she's okay. So for people to be scared, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think you're just good at like 
I think two people who feel insecure too with their skills, like you're always going to be more nervous to work with a doctor who's super specific or like kind of super fast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, so yeah. yeah, I mean, she likes you. Apparently she likes hot young guys. Oh so maybe she wants you to be like her daddy to like her kids. No, no. So, no, I mean, however you got to get in there, it's like just to be able to like work well with the docs and get along and have fun and like, like everybody you work with is like awesome. But it is a key part of my job, you know, whereas like, it's not like that for a lot of people because they're just, they have minor interactions. Like we interact all day long. We work together all day long. Like every case we yeah. have to work together. We have to flow. Yeah. So it's just part of my job. Yeah. Exactly. And now that I've been doing it for 16 years, which I can't believe I have been. That's weird. All it's, right, let's wrap this up. Okay. Because I'm starving. Yeah. And I still have to go make dinner. Okay. So I think we pretty much covered it, right? Yeah. I got nothing else to say. Okay. Just ready to watch Suits. You got one. Oh, God. This show, like, we just got into Suits. We've been... Just got into it? We're on the end of season oh, five. Oh, yeah. I get, well, I mean, because the show is, like, really old. And we just recently got into it, like, I don't know, six months ago or something. And, yeah. And we... It's gotten so good that, like, we're just, like, one more episode. Like, well, we used to just watch one and then, like, be done with it. Now we're like, happy. wait, I gotta see what happens next. Like, it's become, like, a binger. Yeah, season five. Yeah. It started to be that binge. Yeah. Oh, crap. Like, I, I got to see at least the first 10 minutes of the next episode to kind of see where it's going. Yeah. Because, like... I can't sleep unless I know what right. little Mikey's going to do. Yeah. It, it is literally... It is a Grey's Anatomy, but law-based. Yeah. Like, character-wise, so and they're such good actors. Oh, And I'm just, best. like, engulfed in the characters. Oh, that's yeah. all I do is I just like wait all day to like, cause like you our like routine pretty much every night is we'll have dinner and we'll watch a show together. Like that's like our thing. Like we don't sit at the table. Like we talk so much all the time. It's kind of like, we just want like, to be quiet. We just want to watch a show <laughs> yeah. and like eat our food. Like it's our thing. So I just like wait. I'm like, okay, dinner. And then we get to, we get to put on suits and I'm like, yep. so excited so yeah. that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna make dinner get this podcast ready to go Can for I say tomorrow one thing i've noticed here in west virginia yeah and i don't know i've never seen this anywhere else but it is a thing here that they are die hard die hard and at least in this hospital okay maybe it's a, a hospital thing or whatever the, but they're all personally at home diehards that november 1st christmas goes up I don't get that. The minute Halloween ends, it's time for Christmas. So that they have their Christmas decor up for Thanksgiving. And it's like festive. And it allows them to keep their decorations up because they put a lot into it. They all like to decorate their houses with Halloween stuff. And then after Halloween, like Kevin said he was going home tonight to put up his Christmas tree. And I'm just like, is that a thing? Like, have you been doing that a long time? And then like the nurses were like, yeah, we do that too. Hmm. And they're like, we, it allows the season to drag out and we get to enjoy it more. And we start playing Christmas music and getting into And I'm just like... I mean, we've always waited until Black Friday mm -hmm. to do ours. And it's like, I, I like that because it is kind of like, cool. Thanksgiving, now we're moving into Christmas. But I do get that of like, a month isn't very long. Right. To like have your tree and like... Being like, I, cause I love that month, but it's mm -hmm. like, it always feels so short. So it's like, I get it doing it early, but then it just feels like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I need to think about this. Yeah. And everybody said that when they were single and didn't have kids, they did it after Thanksgiving. But when they had kids, it was more fun after, after Halloween to then start getting in the Christmas spirit. Cause the kids get excited and then it lasts longer and then yeah. it's like a whole thing and you know that's just their thing but i've been seeing that more and more especially on tv now it's like after halloween here comes the christmas commercials well that's normal and like consumerism like you go to the store and they haven't even taken the pumpkins away like there's christmas trees everywhere like i feel like everything is so rushed and like there's christmas commercials starting right now like it's like it's but i love this time of year I do so too. it is nice to see it a little you get to enjoy it a couple months yeah, I mean, I do. I would, 
we've always been blocked right to people, but I would think about it a little bit more because I do like it up longer and being in the vibe longer and like all of that. But I, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I'll I kid back. you not. We scrubbed into a case and they threw on Christmas music. T- playing Christmas music right now is a little bit too early, but I don't know. We'll I have agree. to give I, it some thought. I even said, can you please turn that off? Yeah, because you look forward. Like I look forward to black friday and turning on the christmas music like it's something it's like a lead up it's an anticipation and then you get to like do it and then Mm. it's like feels so good yeah like kind of like sex it's like you don't just want to jump in there's like a feeling of like you get excited and you're looking forward to and there's a build-up and it's like you get excited for it to come and then (laughs) you know and then it's like and then you do but it's like you're waiting the anticipation of like i'm so excited for that day to like put it on but it does feel rushed though i have noticed and so it is kind of interesting where it's just like maybe not the day after halloween but i I wouldn't start playing christmas music i think i would start on thanksgiving black friday like or thanksgiving day like playing christmas music or something while we're eating or something like that but like doesn't mean the macy's thanksgiving day parade ends with santa always and so that's christmas season Mm -hmm. and so it's like let's go right like that's the whole thing but i don't think i would want to play christmas music all through november but i would like to probably start putting up our decorations yeah well we can have this conversation next year and And like we we put up decorations this year. exactly we don't have to worry about that this year so we'll we'll figure it out yeah All all right i'm going to eat yeah i'm starving all right guys well we will see you next week mm-hmm. tuesday and thursday baby make sure to follow us at i'm traps or i'm Tra- at kim and erin g and yeah, i don't that's it <laughs> i don't have any i have no, nothing else to say i'm you, I know something to say. You know what? We haven't said this a lot, but like if you have been listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it and you we would really love it if you could leave us a review. We don't ask for reviews on this podcast, but that helps us. I know that helps us. We we had like a good run of like people leaving reviews, and then it just kind of stopped. And so, um, if you haven't done it and you feel like you've gotten some value from this podcast, please head over to Apple um, Podcasts and leave this show a review. We would really, really, really appreciate it, and we love reading them. Gives us feedback, and we love seeing them. So yeah, we would appreciate that. Awesome. All right, right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.